The Texas Football Today podcast is brought to you by Chocolate Milk, built by nature. Catch Texas Football Today live weekdays at noon on TexasFootball.com and get involved with the show using hashtag TF Today. And now, on with the show. Yes, yes, y'all! From the brand new Dave Campbell's Texas Football Mothership here in beautiful Louisville, Texas, it is Texas Football Today, a show on the internet. My name is Greg Tepper. I am the managing editor of Dave Campbell's Texas Football, a magazine, texasfootball.com, a corresponding website. Thank you for spending part of your day with us. Whether you're watching us live at texasfootball.com or on Facebook, or you're listening to us on the podcast, which you can subscribe to on the podcast vendor of your choice. Either way, thank you for doing your part to support your local mediocre internet show. I'm sitting here, sitting over there, celebrating a birthday that I didn't I didn't look up which, which birthday it is. It's uh, birthday number 67 uh, for Michael Keaton. Hello. Happy birthday, Michael Keaton. Hi. Today is Wednesday, September 5th, 2018, 78 days until Thanksgiving, episode 614. 614, Cecil Espy's OPS in his illustrious Texas Rangers career, and of course, the namesake for the eponymous ESPN Award. Mm. Um, on today's show, guys, we've got a lot of catch-up to do. We've got a lot of awards to announce, including the Chicken Express Community Heroes of the Year Award coming up here, and then back half of the show, it's our, an- or it's our annual, our weekly conversation. <laughs> With uh, with Craig Way, the Texas High School Football Hall of Famer, uh, we will chat with him uh, about Texas high school football as well as what he ate while he was in D.C. So we will talk with him just a little bit. I need to issue an apology. Uh, I know we've been off the air uh, Tuesday. Uh, we were off the air Monday. We were that was planned off the air Tuesday. But you may be notice you may notice that things are slower to appear on the site. Uh, I am uh, very sick right now. I am not feeling good. That's why Max is wearing a mask. Um, and so I have been more or less bedridden for the last 36 hours. But uh, here I am powering the review. Uh, as a result, things are a little bit slower. That, that and the Labor Day weekend, are, things are a little bit slower to appear on the site. Uh, I do apologize. That's not something I, I'm, I'm happy about. But we're trying to make that work. The new Tepid Step will be up today. The computer rankings will be up today. Uh, the computer projections will be up today. Uh, everything else should be on normal schedule we're going to shoot the picks here today um it may be because normally we record the picks on tuesday which gives max about a full day and a half ish to edit it that may not come out until tomorrow afternoon uh we may just be a little bit behind schedule but i don't like being sick it's the worst zero stars um and so i'm trying to get better i promise you this is like the worst possible time to be sick as well because i'm like really excited about football but uh, here we are. So hopefully, um, uh, you know, we all feel better here in a little bit, and, and we'll, we'll be back to normal. But I do want to apologize, especially to our insiders, uh, if things are a little bit slower to appear on the site. Are you going to apologize to me for coming in today? Listen, there's a reason. I think this is God's reasoning for this to be so cold in the studio. It'll kill germs. That's it's not exactly, true at all. That's how that works. That's it's not than, how it works. Better than being too hot, right? No. You know what's the best? Hmm. You not bringing the germs here. Yeah, well... That wasn't an option. To do t- yes, it was. No, to it do two Texas football preview shows that no one needs. Oh, no. They'll be fine. I think they need them. Our audience is very smart. They'll get along just fine without us for one week. I don't know if that's true. <sighs> we are Texas football. Today we're here every weekday at noon, rain or shine. 
Talking football on the Lone Star State. You can follow us on Twitter at DCTF. Like us on Facebook, facebook.com slash Dave Campbell's. Follow us on Instagram, instagram.com slash Dave Campbell's. And, of course, see us at texasfootball.com. Texasfootball.com is where you can find complete coverage of high school football, college football, and recruiting all across Lone Star State. Number of things to get to, Max. Some mm-hmm. housekeeping. Mm-hmm. Let's announce the Mr. Texas Football Player of the Week Award nominees. Dave Campbell's Texas Football along with Wells Fargo and in conjunction with the Academy Sports Plus Outdoors Texas Bowl is proud to announce the Mr. Texas Football Player of the Week Award to the most deserving high schooler in the state of Texas. Every Monday at noon. Okay, today's Wednesday. Uh, normally Monday at noon. <laughs> TexasFootball.com will announce... The 10 candidates right here on the show for the week's awards based on the previous week's on-field performance. Then we let you vote at TexasFootball.com. The poll is up on the right side of the of the homepage at TexasFootball.com. You can also find it, uh, I think there's another page that you can find it on, like maybe TexasFootball.com slash player dash of dash of the week or something like that. Yep. Uh, voting closes at noon each Friday, and the winner will be announced shortly thereafter. The 10 nominees for the Mr. Texas Football Player of the Week award this week are... West Sabine quarterback and defensive back Dalion Smith. He went for 300 yards and five touchdowns on the ground. He had another 62 yards and a touchdown through the air. He returned an interception for a touchdown and had seven tackles. A full night's work for Dalion Smith. Harden running back Darius White ran for 302 yards and three touchdowns and added 60 yards and a touchdown receiving for his uh, for his efforts uh, for the Hornets. He might have been the most nominated player of all time. He he, I know the Harden folks got out in force for him. There's like 40 people that nominated him. White House linebacker and running back Peyton Kennedy had 11 and a half tackles, two tackles for loss, a forced fumble, an interception return for a touchdown, and he ran for maybe the oddest score line or running line of the week, 59 yards and four touchdowns rushing. That's a short yardage back. Gets it when it counts. Wolforth Friendship quarterback Austin Phillips threw for 583 yards and six touchdowns or three touchdowns through the air and ran for another touchdown. Good good day for Wolforth Friendship quarterback Austin Phillips. Pettis running back and linebacker John Hodge ran for 244 yards and five touchdowns, added 11 t- tackles, a forced fumble, and two interceptions, one of which he returned for a touchdown. Nice day for the Eagle there. Pleasanton wide receiver Dalton Hobbs, nine catches, 279 yards, four touchdowns through the air. My goodness. Very nice day for Pleasanton receiver Dalton Hobbs. Panhandle quarterback Braden Durst. We expected something like this. 224 yards and a touchdown passing, 227 yards and three touchdowns on the ground. Miles running back Mason Bryan ran for 312 yards and six touchdowns. He is a nominee for the Mr. Texas Football Player of the Week award, as is McGregor quarterback Viandre McDaniel. 360 yards passing, six touchdowns through the air. He added another 88 yards on the, on the ground for good measure. And finally, Harlingen quarterback Jaime Galvin threw for 376 yards and five touchdowns through the air. So there are your nominees for the Mr. Texas Football Player of the Week award. Hard, uh, West Sabine quarterback and defensive back Dalion Smith. Harden running back Darius White. White House linebacker running back Peyton Kennedy, Wolforth Friendship quarterback Austin Phillips, Pettis running back and linebacker John Hodge, Pleasanton wide receiver Dalton Hobbs, Panhandle quarterback Braden Durst, Miles running back Mason Bryant, McGregor quarterback Viandre McDaniel, and Harlingen quarterback Jaime Galvin. Vote early, vote often, vote now at TexasFootball.com. Oh, God. Oh, God. Next up, Dave Campbell's Texas Football in partnership with iCoach. 
is proud to honor one head football coach in each classification with the Inspirational Coach of the Week Award. Each coach recognized with this special honor typifies discipline, character, and integrity while passing those values along to their athletes to help them become successful both on and off the field. The Week 1, I coach Inspirational Coaches of the Week. In 6A, it's John Kay from Galena Park, North Shore. You'd be hard-pressed to find a more impressive performance than Kay's Mustangs, who went into the Tigers' den and took down Katie in an impressive fashion. 35-21, the win avenges a 31-3 loss in the fourth round of the playoffs last year. In 5A, Sad Jackson at Frisco, Lebanon Trail. In their first-ever varsity game, Sad Jackson's squad looked like seasoned veterans as the Trailblazers took down Fort Worth Southwest 28-14. In 4A... Oscar Castillo of Fort Worth Diamond Hill Jarvis. The state's longest losing streak came crashing down in a big way on the opening night of the season as Castillo's Eagles ended a 77-game losing streak with an emphatic 40-12 win over Dallas Conrad. The Eagles, who had not won a game since a 31-7 win over Dallas Jefferson on September 18, 2010, jumped out to a 16-0 lead at half and never looked back. It's Coach Castillo's first ever win as a head coach. In 3A, Ryan Miller from Marion. There may not have been a more impressive first-year head coaching debut this weekend than in Marion, where Ryan Miller, in his first-ever co- game as a head coach after coming over from San Antonio Harlandale, made a major statement with a 71-6 win over Luling to open the 2018 season. In 2A, John Lowry from Lovelady. Coach Lowry's squad wasted no time in letting Class 2A Division II know that they are a team to contend with. As the Lions rolled past Groveton 48-6 behind a 42-point first-half uh, first explosion. The win for the Lions was just their second in school history over Groveton. In Groveton, rather. And finally in 1A, John York from Paducah. In the first game of the head coach of the Dragons, York got the Paducah to a hard-fought 58-30 win over Meadow. Congratulations to all the coaches, and thank you for all you do to players, schools, and communities in the state of Texas. Now, Dave Campbell's Texas Football, in partnership with the U.S. Army, is proud to honor one school from each public school classification with the Army Values School of the Week Award. The schools selected throughout the course of this program have best exemplified the seven Army Values. Loyalty, duty, respect, selfless service, honor, integrity, and personal courage. The Week 1 Army Value Schools of the Week. In 6A, Waxahachie. In Coach Mike Alexander's debut, the Indians rode 161 yards and three touchdowns on the ground from Damani Richardson to a resounding 54-32 win over arch-rival Ennis in the annual Battle of 287. In 5A, Somerset. After trailing 31-28 in the waning seconds of the third quarter, the Bulldogs rang off 20 unanswered points to surge to a lead it would not relinquish grinding out 280 yards on the ground to move to 1-0 with a 54-39 win over San Antonio Brackenridge. In 4A, center. After falling behind early, the Rough Riders used a bruising running game and opportunistic defense to sneak past Tatum on opening night, 35-30. In 3A, Ballinger. In the 88th meeting between the longtime rivals, the Bearcats scored first in overtime and stopped a would-be game-winning two-point conversion in the, uh, to bring home a thrilling 20-19 win over Brady. In 2A, LaPrior, in a wild back-and-forth affair, the Bulldogs' defense made the biggest play of the game, stopping Catula in overtime to open the season with a 28-21 win. And in 1A, Vernon Northside, in maybe the biggest surprise of Week 1, the Indians stunned the six-man world with a 62-34 win over state-ranked Throckmorton. Congratulations to all the schools. We salute you. For more information, visit TexasFootball.com. 
Max, Derry Max, and Dave Campbell's Texas Football are proud to team up this year to honor excellence in coaching and the hard work that assistant coaches put in on behalf of their teams. Each week, the Texas football staff will nominate four deserving assistant coaches uh, uh, across the state for the Derry Max Built by Nature Assistant Coach of the Week honor and let fans decide on a, on a winner via Twitter poll. It all leads up to the Derry Max Built by Nature Assistant Coach of the Year decided at year's end. Here are the nominees for the Built by Nature Assistant Coach of the Week for week one. Fort Worth Pascal defensive coordinator Alton Weidman. The Panthers defense suffocated Irving all night long, holding the Tigers just 130 yards of total offense on a night when their own attack scuffled en route to a very odd 5 nothing victory. San Antonio Wagner offensive coordinator John Starin. The Thunderbirds sure didn't look like a team playing in week one, ringing up 529 yards, including a stunning 485 yards on the ground en route to a 60-21 win over Laredo United South. Clint Mountain View defensive coordinator Gary Rundell. The Lobos defense put together a masterpiece in their opener, holding holding Gadsden, New Mexico to just 60 yards en route to a 31 to nothing victory. And finally, Malakoff offensive coordinator Scott Lane. RJ Carr ran for 305 yards and five touchdowns on just 16 carries as the Tigers seemingly scored at will in their 60-30 to romp over Teague. So those are your four nominees for the Derry Max Built by Nature Assistant Coach of the Week for Week 1. Four with Pascal Defense Coordinator Alton Weidman. Uh, San Antonio Wagner Offensive Coordinator John Starin, Clint Mountain View Defensive Coordinator Gary Rundell, and Malakoff Offensive Coordinator Scott Lane. Go vote right now. You can find the poll at twitter.com slash dctf. Finally, another very exciting announcement. Chicken Express and Dave Campbell's Texas Football are partnering, partnering to honor heroes in your community. Male and female student athletes that lead by example on the field of play and in the classroom can be honored as Chicken Express community heroes and receive scholarship money to continue their education beyond high school. So we spotlighted fantastic kids every single month on behalf of Chicken Express, uh, kids who make an impact on and off the field. Then we took those kids and we put them into a poll and we made it up for the Chicken Express Community Heroes of the Year. We're so proud to announce the 2017-18 Chicken Express Community Heroes of the Year. The male recipient of the Chicken Express Community Hero of the Year is Luke Batts from Union Hill. Uh, Congratulations to Luke, uh, a tremendous uh, athlete both on the field for Union Hill at the six-man level as well as a a tremendous community member off the field. You can read all about his story at TexasFootball.com. Congratulations to Luke Batts of Union Hill. And the female recipient of the Community Hero, Chicken Express Community Hero of the Year, is Abby Hale from Hamilton, another small school winner. Uh, Abby Hale, a tremendous athlete in her own regard, as well as a, an absolutely pivotal member of the Hamilton community. We salute her as the Chicken Express Community Hero of the Year. Congratulations to Luke Batts of Union Hill and Abby Hale of Hamilton as our Chicken Express Community Heroes of the Year. Are we going to do the other thing right now, or do you want to do it tomorrow? The other thing. The secret thing? Yeah. That's tomorrow. That's tomorrow? Don't worry about it. Okay, that's tomorrow. Tune in tomorrow for a secret thing. 
We are t- if you're still alive. We are Texas Football Today. We're here every weekday at noon on TexasFootball.com, talking football in the Lone Star State. You can follow us on Twitter at DCTF. Like us on Facebook. Facebook.com slash Dave Campbell's. Follow us on Instagram, Instagram.com slash Dave Campbell's. And, of course, see us at TexasFootball.com. TexasFootball.com is where you can find complete coverage of high school football, college football, and recruiting all across the Lone Star State. I want to invite you to check out TexasFootball.com and become a Dave Campbell's Texas Football Insider. Uh, that is, of course, where you can find all sorts of good stuff around uh, the Lone Star State for insiders only. For example, uh, a new episode of Tep and Step with our Week 1 review and Week 2 preview goes up today for insiders, as does our com- com- comprehensive computer rankings. We rank every Texas high school football team uh, from 1 through 1,227, uh, so you want to check that out. You, all, you also get computer projections of every Texas high school football game. Uh, there are more than 700 games this weekend. We will project every single one of them. Those will be available for insiders as well. We've also got some great recruiting stuff from our new recruiting analyst, uh, Greg Powers. You don't want to miss that. All that good stuff. Every, plus, you get two magazines. The 2018 Recruiting Edition of Dave Campbell's Texas Football, which comes out right after Thanksgiving. You also get the two, that pre-order for the 2019 Summer Edition of Dave Campbell's Texas Football. You will not want to miss that. Uh, become a Dave Campbell's Texas Football Insider. The price point is just $19.95 for an entire year. $19.95 for an entire year. Makes a great gift as well. It's TexasFootball.com is where you can find that. Again, apologies if I sound weird, and apologies if things are a little bit slower on the site to appear. Uh, uh, we are a little bit short-staffed because of me. It's my fault. I don't know how I got sick. Uh, I haven't been sick in a long time, but uh, it sucks and I do not recommend it. Uh, in any case, uh, be healthy. Uh, that is my number one uh, thing that I can recommend to you. Lots of people recommend being sick, so thanks for, thanks for that tip. No, I said being healthy. I said be healthy. I said the exact opposite. You said don't get sick. I said, I, get said, sick. I said that's what I was saying. Most yeah. Nobody recommends getting sick, Greg. Yeah. Max, let's go to the hotline and let's bring in the play-by-play voice of the Texas Longhorns and a Texas High School Football Hall of Famer. We are joined, as we are every Wednesday, by the Texas High School Football Hall of Famer. It's Craig Way. Hello, Craig. We're in Austin, Texas this week. People only felt sick. They were <laughs> actually sick. Yeah maybe, maybe, yeah, maybe I contracted a Longhornitis. That's uh, that's uh, maybe that's what's going on. Um, I guess let's let's start let's start with the with the most important question, which is the last one that I sent to Max. So I'm going to ruin all okay, of these things. Um, you were not in you were not with us in Longview, uh, sadly, for what was a really fantastic Lufkin Longview game as part of the Fox Sports Southwest broadcasting. Said you were in, in D.C. So the most important question everyone wants to know is uh, how was the food in D.C.? What you what what was your culinary fare uh, in our nation's capital? Okay. All right, I'm going to give you the rundown on that. First thing I'm going to tell you is I did DVR everything that Fox and I've watched every minute from Brock Brownwood all the way through every single minute of the stuff and scoreboard live. And, you know, just watching, I could tell already you were already starting to get the throes of the flu. Somehow, mm-hmm. just watching you, I could tell you you weren't <laughs> feeling good or something. I don't know. No, it all looked really good. It, it, it did. And I wish I could have been there. And I'll look forward to being back with you guys this week. Now, uh, the culinary stuff. Uh, Friday, um, I, w- I went to a baseball game, went to the Nationals game, and got invited to be in the stadium club where, you know, where the words unlimited food and drink are a dangerous set of words Oof. to mention to me. So there was a variety of stuff. After the game on Saturday, it was up to Baltimore for crab cakes on the Inner Harbor. Uh, so that was nice. That's uh... So between all – yeah. So between all of that, the baseball game and, and doing some of the monuments and historical stuff, 
it was it was a great weekend other than the eight hours at FedEx Field. Otherwise, <laughs> Mrs. Lincoln, how did you enjoy the play? That's, that's how that whole weekend. Yeah, that's, I got to tell you that, that aside from the whole point of the trip, uh, I feel like your trip was really good. Yeah, yeah, there you go. Other than the, other than the primary objective, <laughs> the other stuff went well. So then let's let's yeah. turn our attention back to uh, to high school football, and and we've had a little bit of time to digest uh, week one of Texas high school football. Um, it's always dangerous to go and make broad proclamations, but but overall, what did we learn? Even if the answer is nothing, what did we learn in week one of Texas high school football? Well, and, and you and I talked about some similar things on Monday, and I think some of the stuff that kind of, uh, you know, emanated to us was that North Shore, as we thought, is going to be really good. Uh, I know you felt like Katie has a question mark or two. I would have that same question about Denton Geyer, because I thought, mm-hmm. I thought Geyer would have been in a better spot. It, 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 you know, I thought Alito would win the game. I did not think they would win the game in the fashion that they did. Uh, so those were a couple of things that that uh, kind of really became apparent to me. Uh, that uh, maybe also that this may finally truly be the year that Cedar Park has knocked off its perch mm. in its five A standings because Hutto looks good and Cedar Park got was was dominated defensively by a good Vandegrift team. But I think the fact that they were pretty much dominated in the game. Uh, it kind of set off maybe an alarm or two. Those were a couple of, and that Lufkin is going to be a legitimate contender, as we all thought, to, to win a 5A state championship with the way they played against a really good 6A team in Longview. Yeah, and uh, you know, that's an interesting point, kind of segues into another conversation I wanted to have, and, and we talked about it briefly on your show on Monday, but, um, I came away, and now that you've seen the Longview Lufkin game, I came away feeling really good about both those teams, and 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 it's it's so odd that that a team can can be zero and one like Lufkin and kind of get their heart ripped out, and I'm I think I'm feeling more positive about Lufkin than I otherwise would have been. Yeah, I, 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 when a five A team plays that well against a six A team, win or lose, and and I know there's regional rivalries, and they were both. You know, six A's for the longest time, and they've they've played you know eighteen gazillion times over the past decade. I, I, I get all that. Uh, still, and all, we're talking about talent, and we're talking about players, and for them to fare that well, sure, that's gonna you know that's gonna catch your attention. Consider this for a minute, Tep. Tomorrow night, Thursday night, Cedar Park will play Cedar Ridge. Two really good teams. One of them is going to be zero and two. Yeah, coming out of that, so. You know, we look for things that kind of, you know, alarm us or set off set off the notifications and, like, hey, look at that team. That team's doing well. Wow. What? You know, and then we also look at the other side. I remember we were doing that last year with Cedar Hill after the first two weeks. Mm-hmm. Oh, boy. You know, so there's always, there's always one or two schools like that that go through that. Uh, you know, from time to time, and this particular year, those two come to mind. But there are other examples like that across the state. So then, I guess that you know that that kind of segues into my my yeah. next uh, question is, you know, we we hear sometimes, and I think it, it we we say it enough that we start to believe it uh, that that there are just some programs that traditionally they just start slow. They just you know they start slow. One one that springs to mind is Rockdale. Rockdale, of course, you'll remember last year started the year zero one, and then I believe one and two. Um, you know, mm-hmm. they, they they ended up having three losses on the year. Uh, 
in route, by the way, to a state championship. So do you buy the idea that there are some teams that we just have to, that, that we just kind of shrug our shoulders and say, oh no, that's just Rockdale, they just start slow, or is this, you know, or, or is there more reason to concern and we're, we're giving them more of a pass than we should? Well, there's, there's a, couple of, a couple of ways to go with this. First of all, to your general overall deal, yes, there are some programs like that. I do think KD is one of those, by mm-hmm. the way. We've mentioned that a couple of times. Remember when KD was one and two and we, we, we talked about that and, and, and it proved to be a little bit exaggerated and they got their act uh, back together. Uh, but, uh, and, and Lake Travis has had some of that in the past. Now, Lake Travis looked pretty solid last week. They'll, they have a little bit of, they're, they're pretty deep. Uh, at running back, which is good because Sean Brown Nixon is is going to miss this week. He's out uh, with a foot injury and don't know how long he'll be out. But they've got some depth there. But you know they have historically been even in state championship years a team that looks sluggish even if they won their season opener. So that's that's another example of one. Uh, and and in the Rockdale Giddings game mm-hmm. told me more about Giddings than it did about Rockdale. Mm-hmm. To your point. To your example, I, yeah, I think Rockdale will be fine, but we were expecting down in the in the Central Texas area, Giddings to be good. How good in that really tough district that they're going to be in this year? Well, maybe we just got an indication of that. It's Craig Way, the Texas High School Football Hall of Famer, joins us every Wednesday here on Texas Football Today. Get involved in the conversation. Hashtag TF Today. Uh, Craig, you know, for all the knee-jerking, and, and we talk about, oh, it's just one data point, and, and, and wait for more, more time. Is there now one team, or two teams, or five teams, I don't want to limit you, uh, that after week one, you're looking at them and saying, okay, like, I think maybe we've underestimated you a little bit. It's time to take you a little bit more seriously. Vandegrift is one of those, yeah. uh, based on, based on like what I mentioned, what they did against... Uh, Cedar Park, and and they're and they're not in the district with Westlake and Lake Travis anymore. That's the good news. The other side of that is they're in a district with Cedar Ridge and Hendrickson and uh, the other Round Rock schools. But I think they can hold their own in it. Uh, we'll we'll certainly find out, and I think they'll take care of Colleen Ellison this week. By the way, mm-hmm. that's one. Uh, Mason is one, and Mason uh, Mason's a top five team. We knew they were a top five team, but. But Marta's a top five team. Refurio's a top five team. You can make other uh, other cases for other two A schools being in the top five. But for them to beat a, a, a solid three uh, A program in Wall, that yeah. that told me something. I think a little bit about the punchers, even though we knew they were going to be good. Uh, I want to take that exact same question and flip it now. Um, is there a team or two out there? that raised a red flag for you, that maybe the way that they played, because I know we, we talked a lot on Monday about uh, how I think I'm a lot more, I'm, I'm a lot more interested in, in how uh, you played as opposed to the result. Uh, is there one or two teams out there that, that suddenly you're, you're tapping the brakes a little bit on? Well, I mentioned Geyer only yeah. because of uh, the way it went. And we're on, and, and it's a, it's a big week for Geyer against Cedar Hill. Mm-hmm. Cause, you know that you, you don't want to see. Put it this way: even if they start zero and two, I don't think there's any reason to panic. But if they start zero and two and no points scored in eighty allowed, yeah, after losing forty, then then you then you do have some cause. I I, I think they're going to be okay. But put it this way: because of what happened last week, I take a little closer look at them. I think I think that's that's certainly uh, uh, notable. I you know probably. Uh, them as much as anything. I think West Orange Stark is okay. They, you know, they they, they are who they are, and they lost to a good uh, or a solid 
5A program in Nederland, so I'm, I'm not really that concerned about them as well. But, you know, you think about the teams that lost in week one, you thought, okay, this was a state-ranked team. Mm-hmm. And, and, and I will say this, too. Um, uh, you know, I had Todd Dodge in studio this morning talking, uh, and, and uh, I like to ask him about Riley and, and Carroll as much as I like to ask him about Westlake. And uh, he said he called Riley after Carroll beat South Grand Prairie and said, Congratulations, you're one and zero. You've already accomplished something I will never have accomplished to Carroll because he started zero and three. Now <laughs> he only lost eleven games in seven years at Carroll, but he did start zero and three. And he tells this story about how uh, one of the long time booster club people and council leaders and whatever came up to him after a booster club meeting on Monday night and said, "Coach, I've always had your back. I told you that, and I always will have you back." But the rest are getting kind of close, so, so you know they they turned it around after that and and went on and did not lose again until the quarterfinals uh, his first year and then and thus the dynasty was born. But he said uh, they they were sluggish. I remember that was an eight eight ball game, uh, in the, you know, mm-hmm. as it was starting to grow late before they pulled away. You know, I I, I don't know how much we'll find out in great detail about Carroll this week against Heritage. Uh, maybe we find out a little more the following when Permian comes to town. And, and, and maybe we learned a little bit about Permian and that, that loss of DeSoto. That, that game, by the way, told me more about DeSoto than it did about Permian. Mm-hmm. So, you know, those are, those are ones I think that we'll all keep an eye on for sure. And then finally, Craigers, we're, we're uh, closing in now on week two. It starts tomorrow. Um, give me which games, which games tickle your fancy most uh, this, this week uh, in, in, a, in, a, in a slate that I would say is probably a little bit thinner than, than the week one mega slate that we had, uh, but it's still chock full of pretty good games. Yeah, yeah, and and uh, I, I mentioned the, the curiosity element of of, of Cedar Hill Geyer. Mm-hmm. I think there's there's something there just to see what's what's going on there, and is and, and is Geyer is okay. Uh, I'll tell you the the, the 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 one that they're talking about that's going to be the the big one down here is Liberty Hill Hutto mm-hmm. because we're going to find out more about Liberty Liberty Hill is number nine in the state in the AP poll. They're an outstanding four A program. They're an outstanding four A program. They're going to play an outstanding 5A program in Hutto, but this is this is a real battle of contrast with the way that Liberty Hill just loves to grind you into the dirt and just punish you on the ground, and Hutto just the opposite with their electric attack and Chase Griffin and everything, and, and you know, whoever controls the theme and the tempo of that game, I think what, that game, one way or another, I think is going to tell me more about Liberty Hill, perhaps, than it will about Hutto. Uh, I think you're exactly right. He's Craig Way. You can catch his stylings on High School Scoreboard Live, 11 o'clock Friday night uh, on Fox Sports Southwest. Craig, looking forward to being back in studio with you, partner. Well, so am I, as long as you shake the flu before yeah. you sit next to me. Yeah, we'll see. You know? Yeah, we'll see what happens. You may have to do. <laughs> Max's got a towel over his face. Maybe you can do the, the show like that. Flu mask. The flu, flu mask. We're one of those. Thanks, Craig. See you Friday. <laughs> you bet, Tap. There he goes, Craig Way, the Texas High School Football Hall of Famer, and my co-host on High School Scoreboard Live Friday nights, eleven to one. Uh, it's your nightcap, so make sure you finish your evening with that. And now we go to Max Thompson for America's second favorite segment, Final Thoughts. That's true. We should probably do that. There, You have a lot of well-wishers. Uh, and thank I think, you, guys. I think that's what's important, right? I think is it's, that... Guys, I do think, I'll tell you this, I think it's the bubonic plague. I think I've narrowed it down. <laughs> 
Web WebMD, by the way, is more terrifying than it is helpful. Yeah, because uh, <laughs> you type in symptoms, uh, yeah. and then it's like maybe you have gout. Yeah. First off, we started getting this wall behind me done. Yeah. And, and I got the Graham shirt up here. Brent Holman sent that in. Brent's not on today. What oh, the hell, man. man? Well, now we have to take it down. I know. We have to just, it's got to go down now. Uh, Jacob John says, get that man some penicillin. Uh, I'm, I'm, guys, I am currently – that's why I don't think I'm – knock on wood. For Well, you should knock on wood. Um, I don't think I'm contagious because I'm so pumped full of drugs right now. I don't, that, that's not how drugs work. But I'm, I'm pretty sure that it that's is. That's not how drugs no, that's work. that's exactly no. how drugs I'm a doctor. Tommy Hayes, amazing photographer, says, it was the moth. It infected you. It was the moth. If, if you haven't seen, I tweeted yesterday. Um, I got a picture or I got a, uh, an email from, uh, from the executive producer at Fox, uh, Jason Walsh. And I, w- I just kind of assumed that he was going to r- just fire me, basically. Yeah. Anytime I get an email from him, I assume I'm getting fired. And said it was a photo, and it said, this should be your new Twitter photo. And it was of uh, when a moth, a giant moth out in Longview landed on my coat, and I freaked out. Yeah, it's possible that moth is, uh, is patient zero. Yeah. It came for you. It's, it's like the monkey from uh, Outbreak. There you go. Speaking of, Paul Roberts says you should be quarantined today at, J- at JFK doing the show. And I agree. Yeah, did you hear about yeah, that? Yeah, yeah. Can we? But can we quarantine you there with, with my, people. <laughs> my people? My people need to uh, need to do that. Erasmo Castaneda says nothing. Vix rub and a Seven Up can't fix. I've I've listen. Now I'm a Sprite guy. I'm going to be honest. Sure. Okay. Um, but I've like, like that sugar. I, I've definitely had Sprite. Lots yeah. John Vila says he can see the germs floating through the air. I agree. That's how bad this is. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I can see them, too, and they're terrifying me. Billy Ellis says uh, our coach of the week should have been uh, Marcus Shavers from McKinney. Look, we like Marcus a lot. Yep. We like Coach Shavers. But uh, I'd say beating Katie's a little bit bigger than a deal than beating, Mesquite, yeah. beating McKinney North, and I think Coach Shavers would agree. I also think – here's the other thing about, about McKinney um, is that I think they're going to have they're – they're certainly going to have their um, their chance to, to make some noise later in the season. I think that, so, too. That I think that, look – Beating McKinney North, or, or you know, uh, well, first of all, they they lost. Did they McKinney? Yeah, they yeah, lost to McKinney right. North. Okay, um, well, I don't know why he's nominating them. I don't know okay. why either, but um, <laughs> they're gonna have a chance to make some. Like if they go, if for example, if they beat Allen, they'll have a chance. Then, sure. then I think it'll be pretty easy. So yes, uh, Lehman Saunders says, "Man, Tepper, try to get some sun and take some supplements or something. You're starting to look like Skeletor. Get well soon." Yeah. By the way, uh, here's the. There are two. There are two. My mom says she likes your stylish towel. She just texted me. Um, yeah. the, um, the two things that are, are very positive about being sick. One is you get to take NyQuil. And NyQuil, oh, the dreams I had last night were so wonderful. Secondly, uh, is, uh, is that I don't have to diet. Like, I'm dropping weight like it's nobody's business. It's great. I'm just... Thin and wonderful, guys. Mm. That's Tony, Tony Blaylock with my favorite comment. Let's all send Greg some get well mums. That's going to do it for us. I like that. And Matt, before we go, I just want to say everyone who's asking, if you're new to the show and you've got questions about a game this week or about how your team's yes. doing, save it for Friday. The Friday show is the Friday mega mailbag. And that is where we will answer all your team-based questions. <laughs> and if I'm st- if I'm still sick, then I'll still be doing it remotely. I'll just do it from my <sighs> phone. Then. We'll get step in here if you yeah, can't do it. It's exactly. fine. That's going to do it for us. Thank you for spending part of your day with us. Follow us on Twitter at DCTF. Like us on Facebook, facebook.com slash Dave Campbells. Follow us on Instagram, instagram.com slash Dave Campbells. And, of course, see us at textfootball.com. Vince Young, I'm not going to pick up your trophy because I'm infected. Please come get your player of the year trophy. We'll see you tomorrow, hopefully, if I don't die on Texas football today. 